to launch the GCC podcast. I'm your host, Marty Duran, Director of Communications for the Great Commission Collective. We're a global network of churches partnering together to plant churches and strengthen leaders. On today's episode of Launch, I'm joined by Dr. Garrett Higby. He's no stranger to the Great Commission Collective. He's our leader care specialist. We're going to be talking about how the pandemic is going to affect potentially the Christmas season. How does isolation affect us? How does not being able to be around all the family we're accustomed to being around affect us? And what does the gospel say to us? And now here's our conversation with Garrett Higby. Well, I'm joined today by Dr. Garrett Higby, who's no stranger to the GCC family. Uh, Garrett, how's things in uh, Indiana today? Uh, it is unusually beautiful here. 70s, sunny. Um, I was uh, just mentioned to you before the podcast started that I've got some horses out back that are winning and yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good day. That's pretty. Is it unseasonably warm there or are you guys like right in range? No, it's 20 degrees warmer than normal. Yeah, so pretty much same here. Trying to get outside. Yep. Well, it's warm today, but it, uh, I guess it'll probably be cooling off and Christmas will be here before you know it. Um, and this is going to be a weird Christmas for everybody who is currently alive. I don't, I don't guess anybody was, um, that most people weren't around in the pandemic of 1918 and uh, a lot of folks who experienced yeah. some, some, uh, a suspension of normal activities, even as far back as world war two, um, won't remember them, you know, readily. Uh, but this is going to be an odd Christmas for a lot of folks. Um, are, are you thinking that, People are going to have some difficulty dealing with things uh, this year. Family get-togethers being warned against and concerns about, you know, if uh, if a youngster who shows no symptoms, you know, shows up and sits next to grandma and grandma then gets sick. Is this is this weighing on people uh, that you've been talking to or that you think about? Yeah, absolutely. Like, there are people, even as they're thinking about the holidays coming up here, and they sort of, Part of them is more excited than ever to get back with family and catch up and and fellowship. And then all of a sudden the breaks go on. It's like, wait a minute, we can't do that. Um, what about aunt so-and-so or grandma so-and-so? And then they'll feel left out and we don't want them exposed. And it's, it's for sure. Everybody's thinking about that right now and readjusting plans. And most people are thinking smaller much more nu- nuclear family mm. celebrations and missing the extended family. And I think that's causing some um, real uh, hurt in, uh, in an already, you know, isolating time. So when we think about, um, so, so that's kind of an overview, not getting together those kind of, but when we get more granular, what are we really dealing with that's unique about the situation from kind of a soul perspective or an emotional perspective that people are dealing with that isn't the same as when we're all together and celebrating Christ and opening presents and watching football games and all those kinds of things that go along with a traditional Christmas celebration in America anyway. What are some of the granular things that we're dealing with that are different, that are unique this time people are facing? Well, I think, you know, most of us realize that some people are going to get together this holiday and this is not unlike other holidays in that people have this kind of time around the holidays where they can get very nostalgic. They can get very reflective. And then if there's been a change, 
um, a loss, let's say somebody's not going to be there at, mm-hmm. at, at the table this year, um, or someone's unable to get to the table this year, I think that's really, really going to be hard for some people, um, particularly as they've already been missing folks. Also, it's 2020, so some people are kind of like, what's the can we really celebrate anything in 2020? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like, wait a minute, we're supposed to, what are we exactly celebrating here? Um, and I think that's a pretty important question. What are, um, what are some of the spiritual challenges that uh, believers are going to face? Uh, I think about, you know, we're already strategizing in my family about kind of how to get together, who can be where, who's not going to be able to be where, how many family gatherings is this going to entail to make sure that everybody's safe. Um, and there's a, there's a burden there, uh, with making sure that all of this happens well. Uh, and I really haven't even gotten personally, I mean, we're recording this in early November. I I don't think I've even personally gotten to what's this going to be like spiritually. Um, you know, we're, we're all dealing with church separation to, to some degree, getting togethers are different, even related to the body of Christ. Um, from a spiritual perspective, what, what do you think I need to expect and what do you think other folks need to expect to deal with as we're going through this period? That's going to be so funky in that way. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I feel like this year, you know, it it could either be uh, an extremely difficult, depressing, anxiety producing time, or we could kind of flip it upside down spiritually and get our minds around um, eternity, the celebration of Christ and his birth and his, his incarnate ministry as he came onto this earth. We could, you know, be thinking of others and less about, am I going to have the Christmas of my dreams? And more like, what about people that are really missing someone or something this year financially? Is there a way our family could kind of turn this up on its head and and be more focused on on what the holiday really is and inviting others, maybe not do a Christmas dinner, but mm-hmm. into our lives in different ways mm-hmm. or giving to others in different ways uh, that could really make this uh, uh, you know an unusual holiday, but but not uh, end up being a holiday that uh, we sit you know, and, and wish was different. So every single year, it seems like we talk about, you know, getting Christ back into Christmas (laughs) and we have this, uh, you know, this real desire to not be focused on presents and how many deliveries we're getting and whether the porch pirates are going to steal stuff that's been delivered and all that kind of thing. It sounds like to me, you're saying that we, we do have a unique opportunity. Maybe it's not the most possible uniqueness, but it's certainly a unique opportunity to reorient the way that we celebrate Christmas uh, because of the circumstances that are kind of forcing us into this. Is that how you see it? I do. I mean, if we, you know, so you who are spiritual, it says in scripture, you know, you know, if anyone is caught in any transgression or in, in, let's just say in any pit, any, any hard thing, restore them gently, Mm -hmm. you know, Galatians six. Mm -hmm. And I think, that we have this unique thing, those of us that are redeemed, that we, we, we're celebrating the best day of the year, mm-hmm. because not because of what's going on in our culture, not what's going on in 
around our our dinner table, but, but what's going on in our heart as we as we praise and and worship Christ mm-hmm. and His birth. And I think it also because we have if we could get that mindset, which isn't easy, I will say, but if we could get that mindset, then then we become uh, more sensitive to the people that either don't know Christ or just aren't, you know, particularly feeling hopeful or, or, uh, you know, faithful this year. And, and, and I think if we have empathy, you know, uh, based on our own, you know, faith being stoked by an eternal perspective, we could, we could do some things this year that would be more meaningful mm-hmm. to our family, our neighbors, our friends, than probably it has been in a long time. Even while you were saying that, uh, my mind started drifting off to um, you know, people in our church that are going to be isolated at Christmas. What what could yeah. Sonia and I do in some small way uh, to to make them feel like that they're not for, or to make them know that they're not forgotten, not just feel like, but to realize yeah. that they're not forgotten. Yeah. Um, so that kind of leads me into I mean, what opportunities is this going to open up for churches, and then what challenges is this going to open up uh, or present for churches that are trying to do ministry faithfully. So we've got pastors that are tired from a year mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, weirdness and you've got congregants who are tired from, uh, going from zoom one week to maybe partially in person the next week. And everybody stand around yep. outside and make sure you're six feet apart and all those kinds of things. And then, Hey, we're meeting. And then two weeks later, no, we're not. Um, so you've got this year long of push and pull that's been going on. So what are some ways, um, that churches, uh, need to be thinking about moving into Christmas, uh, apart from what it might mean personally or what it might mean is in our uh, physical families, but in our church families. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I think it depends on the demographic of your church and, and your, you know, city, state, you know, ordinances and things like that. But the more we could, um, create an opportunity for people to know um, that the church wants to reach out to them to be uh, a place where they could um, come one way or another. Maybe it's not um, in mass gatherings, but uh, or if we went to them per se in small uh, groups of people and presented a present or caroled or did something. I think there, that it would again mean more than normal. Uh, right now we, uh, you know, we just got, uh, we were a polling plate. We went to, uh, you know, have people vote at our church, mm-hmm. not just recently. And we, we went ahead and, uh, put a, uh, a, a kind of gourmet coffee cart from a, a nearby cafe out mm-hmm. in front and then took, you know, and, 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 and offered coffee and just, uh, conversation, with people as they were coming and going. And I'm telling you, it was, it was well received. Um, and it was a very small gesture, but it was super well received. And we were almost surprised by how many people took us off, uh, took up on coffee when, you know, COVID's at a all time high. Right. Uh, we were very careful. <laughs> we were, we did everything by the book to make sure, you know, there was no, uh, no problems with mm-hmm. that, and including wearing masks and having hand sanitizer and all that. But we didn't let it stop us from saying, hey, we want to make your day better mm-hmm. and we want to make things seem a little bit more normal 
than they probably feel. And so I don't know what that would look like for different churches, but I know the church family being able to uh, uh, get together, you know, carefully. I know the, I know the, you know, way we speak to people. I would say to pastors, this is a time where a family chat or a high level of empathy um, towards the most hurting or the most isolated is is really important. Mm. Like, don't you know? It's not like, hey guys, let's all, you know not look at anything going around us and just be merry and, and happy this season because Jesus, you know, was born. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. You know, that's going to help us uh, remember to stay eternal minded. But I think we have to then turn and say, and so with, with that in mind, how can we bless those who are less fortunate, those who are isolated, those like you said, who have been shut in, uh, or whatever, and not make them feel mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you know what it's like. You look at Facebook and you're like, how can that person's life be that perfect? Right. Um, <laughs> and I think a, a lot of people are feeling like, how I bet you every other family's got a, you know, ham coming out of the oven and Honey baked ham, 20 buddy. people sitting around. That's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> whatever it is. And they're, and they're, they're fantasizing that every other family's having a normal Christmas. And I think we need to be really careful um, to not uh, position ourselves to be uh, callous towards that in any way. That's really good. Um, what about pastors? There will obviously be some unique struggles for pastors that's been going on all year long. And then there will have to be, a, you know, the back and forth between how much do we do for Christmas? How little do we do for Christmas? Do we do the Christmas Eve service? Do we wear masks? How do you blow out the candles if you're wearing a mask? All those kinds of things. That are rolling into pastors' minds already as they're trying to plan for their own family and make sure that everybody in the family has you know has a Christmas gift and those kinds of things. Make sure his wife has a Christmas gift. Um, right. Talk a little bit to pastors about how they can minister well while they're uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to protect their own hearts and minister to them and folks around them ministering to them uh, during this yep. season. That's going to be really, really uh, out of the ordinary. You know, I, I think I would say to pastors, and, and it has been something I've been saying most of this year, is like, uh, give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. You aren't going to nail it. You aren't going to make everybody happy. Uh, you know, really, you know, wrestle down the fear of man because, you know, masks, no masks, you know, social justice, not enough, too much. What You've got people who are, I would say, the you know, more extremes of your church body who are just really not going to be happy with right. you one way or the other. <laughs> and, and I, I think, I think guys are exhausted with that and their wives are exhausted with that. So I would say, get your focus back on your core people and just making wise and balanced uh, choices with your plurality, your elders, your staff, and, uh, and and really build the unity in that core. And the same thing with your family. Pull your family together, and 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 you know have some some times where you sit and just go, "How's everybody doing?" Mm-hmm. And I I I've been pretty stressed or busy or whatever. How can I bless you this this season? You know, 
what, what would you, what would be a favorite thing that we could do uh, for each person that would just make this holiday season a little better? Um, take the time, sit with your spouse then sit with your kids and actually talk a little bit about how they're doing and then how this could be a, a special time, including how you might go and serve as a family, but, but also how, you know, if, if some reason the family's feeling a little bit like dad pastor has been anything but home, mm. how can I be, how can I be more, uh, connected, more present? And, and if you need to repent, you know, yeah. if something, <laughs> you know, something your kids or your wife brings something up and you really don't, don't get defensive, just, you know, I, I know most of uh, us are exhausted from what we're pouring out, so we don't really want to hear one more person say something to us that's hard. But it, 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 you know, home is home, and you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta be right. You gotta be right at home uh, before you get out there and and try to be right at the church or or do things for others. So I would just say, give give yourself some grace. Connect with your family. Connect with your core. And and try not to give in to the extremes because some of them just aren't going to be satisfied. Yeah, you've mentioned a couple of times. Um, I, I think in con- just in conversations that you and I have had, and then uh, recently I heard you say uh, out loud that you'd been in the Psalms a lot this year. Uh, you've been getting yep. some strength and some comfort, some solace there. Um, maybe what are some Psalms? To uh, that yeah. would encourage folks and some other scriptures that have come to your mind or other folks have mentioned to you that would be encouraging to listeners uh, between now and Christmas. Yes. Well, thanks for asking. I, you know, I have been, I've been in uh, the Psalms, like I imagine I'm not alone. I imagine yeah. a lot of <laughs> folks are in the Psalms right now because they're so, um, they're so raw and, mm-hmm. and, and this is a raw time, but they're real and, and, and they bring you to reverence, which I need. I need to get back to worship every single day. And so I'm, I'm honestly in the Psalms every morning. Um, Psalm 42, five talks about how, you know, why so downcast my soul? And that's probably a pretty good question around the holidays. What? Now, wait a minute. I, I am down but why am I so down? I need to hope again mm. in God. I need to return back to remembering his faithfulness, his promises, his character, and rehearsing that over and over again. And mm. that man, that'll take you out of a, out of a, you know, sort of down uh, spirit pretty fast. Mm. Um, you know, and, and yet, you know, it doesn't mean you can't have some, um, you know, rough moments. It's just that it's got to turn back to, uh, hope. And I think hope deferred makes the heart sick, Proverbs thirteen twelve. but a desire fulfilled is the tree of life. And I think, so it's like, yeah, I've you know how many people have had hope deferred over and over again this year? It's unbelievable. Wow. But yeah. find, find a way to, to, to fulfill a small desire. Mm. Bring your wife something, you know, that would bless her that just because she's your wife, uh, do some, take your kids on a date and do something with them that just shows them you've been thinking about them, you know, because everybody's got hope deferred. And, you know, obviously, you know, um, sometimes pastors have to dig deep and just let the Lord be the enough in, in that area, uh, so that they can go and 
and particularly give to their family because it's been a tough time for everybody. I think of uh, Romans twelve twelve is almost like a prescription for people right now. Rejoice in hope, mm. be patient, patient in tribulation, constant in prayer. I would say that constancy in prayer, and you know, it, you know, Marty, that like we could be worried about a lot of stuff right now, like a little bit, yeah. like <laughs> out of our mind, <laughs> out of our mind, crazy worried and. And I'm tempted, you know, uh, to be honest. And I've been walking with the Lord, and you have, I know, for a long time. Um, but I tell you that um, if you are constant in prayer and you give God what only He can handle, what only He can change, and you keep just stewardship of the small things that He's put before you, mm. it does something. Um, it's that peace, like in Philippians 4, mm. 4 through 9, the peace that passes all understanding. As we pray with thanksgiving, um, you know, God, one, is moved by that. Two, um, blesses us with the peace that passes all understanding and guards our hearts and minds in Christ. I think of Psalm 103 that's just basically pointing to God's um, providence, his power, his 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 blessing to us, his character, and just you know, we we're not to forget all his benefits. Um, Psalm one thirty nine. He's near. He knows you before you even think. He knows what mm. your thoughts. He he's not distant. He's not um, over there going, hey, sorry, you're having such a hard time. I'm glad I'm in heaven and you're there. I right. mean, it's just part of the fall. <laughs> Deal with it. You know, like that's not how he is. I mean. He didn't give us a spirit of fear, I think, of Romans 8, 15, but of sonship and daughtership. Mm -hmm. Like, we can say, Abba, we can say, Abba, Father. I would challenge people to just crawl into the lap of God the Mm -hmm. Father this season and just lean back on Him and just pour out your hearts. Like, that picture uh, could be so comforting. And if you're mourning, mourn. If you're lamenting, lament. Mm-hmm. If you're praising, praise. If you're worried, um, you know, lean in and trust. If you're if you're despairing, uh, go back for comfort from God to, to, to get the hope. You're not going to get hope until you get the comfort. So um, those are just some things that come right off the top of my head. That's awesome, because after time, our morning will be turned into dancing. There's no doubt. I mean, but if anybody's Amen. ever seen me dance, it probably cause them to mourn even more than they already were. Well, you know, I don't. I think something's going to happen in heaven where Marty somehow your dance will look good. I think you know. I'm I'm all here for that. I am all here yeah. for that because I'm like the world's yeah, first dancer. <laughs> well, I know, but we have a lot to be thankful for, don't we? It is true. Um, as you were as you were talking again, my mind was going to you said something about um, bringing other people joy, doing something for other people. And there's a, there's a connection there that I hadn't really thought about in this way until you said that, in that if, if I'm not joyful or if I'm feeling sad, if I'm, if I'm down and I do something for someone else that makes them happy, then it makes me happy. Even if just for a little bit, you know, their, their joy brings me joy. And so that's a way that I'm going to look at opportunities this, this Christmas. So if that means giving a bigger tip to the guy who brings the pizza to my door, to make him happy for a moment, then that, that will bring me joy or delivering something to someone, this, uh, an unexpected gift will bring them joy. And then I will get joy from that. So 
I don't have to work up being happy. I don't have to, to grind it out myself. Uh, I can focus on making other folks happy and receive a benefit, uh, as an aside. Well, man, I really appreciate you, uh, taking the time today. Your wisdom is always so helpful to me and to others. And, um, I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas, even though it's November the 9th and, uh, (laughs) and happy Thanksgiving as well. And pray that God will use these words to, uh, to encourage many folks. And I, I just, uh, want to say to everybody, just have a phenomenal Christmas, a great holiday season. And think of the paradox of just like what you said, Marty, if you turn yourself inside out for the Lord and just bless other people, those who refresh will in turn be refreshed. Thank you for listening to Launch, the GCC podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, why not take a moment to do that in your favorite podcast app? Also, rate and review the podcast when you get a moment. That helps us with search results and recommend us to your friends, maybe other pastors that you know who will benefit from the content from this podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our website if you haven't done that already. It's gccollective.org. That's gccollective.org. And there's a lot of helpful information. There's articles. There's how you can join the GCC, whether a church planter or an existing church, and plenty of other content that will help you grow spiritually and encourage you in your leadership journey. 